Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway superfans. From Broadway superfans. Oh man, you guys. Lots of reviews coming your way this week. Wow. I feel like this has... This, no, I don't feel like I know that this has been my most busy theater viewing time period in my life ever. Yeah. Right? Yes. I've well, seen more theater last month and this month in such a short amount of time than I've ever seen. Yeah. These two two months are crazy and... Legit. Just because we're doing our best to see as many things as we possibly can also. So... Yeah. Just keep adding those shows. Like, we're just saying yes to everything. I mean, it's fucking amazing. Well, yeah. It's totally amazing. But I, like, had looked through my old playbills and stuff, and, like, in, uh, like, May 2013, I saw, uh, I think I saw, like, 15 shows in that month. But that was also, like... um, was that multiple shows? Yeah, I was going to say, whichever month I had looked up that had, like, my previous record for most shows in a month mm-hmm. um was like it was it was a like leap of faith month or something like <laughs> sure, that sure, you sure. know it was like a month where i yeah. like saw the same show like five times and yeah. then also saw some other things yeah and literally last month in march i saw 18 shows and i think there was only one repeat and is it just um show shows yeah Does that's that, show shows that that's not including the like four concerts in, i saw oh, last right. month i don't keep <sighs> as uh I would have to go through my playbills, I think, because you put everything you do on your calendar. And mm. I tried to do a better job of that, A, for memory for this, so mm. I can go back and mm-hmm. see what we've seen. And also just as we see more shows, it's easier to coordinate our schedules yeah, yeah. that way. But I don't know that I could accurately count without going through everything mm. and sort of cross-referencing right. calendar and playbill. Well, part of it... Part of how I was able to know, like, knowing for what I saw last month and this mm-hmm. month is just all in my calendar. Right. But the old shows, because I scan all my playbills. Right. I'm way behind on that. Yeah, me too. I, I haven't scanned get... anything in, like, a year. Yeah. Also, because I really like knowing. One of the things I did that my nerd brain loves is I made a spreadsheet. Yep. Of <laughs> all the Broadway theaters. And each... So I have it broken down by productions I've seen and then um, number, like, performances I've yeah. seen. So I've seen, you know, Newsies, I saw, I count as one production, but obviously I saw that 10 times. Right. So at the Nederlander, I've seen X number of shows or X number of productions, mm. but... There's many shows. X number of performances. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't have I love a... It. I love it so no, much. No, I love that. <laughs> that's... I, I don't have... I haven't done a spreadsheet. But I, because I scanned everything, then I have my Playbill folder in like pictures Mm -hmm. and then I, and it's broken down by year and then by month. Right. So then I can look into like, oh, in 2011, in the month of November, Mm. these are all the shows I saw. Yeah. We really have to see Jersey Boys. We do. Because the August Wilson is the only Broadway house I've not been to. And at this point, you, right? Or is there still Helen Hayes. missing? Still haven't oh, been right, to the Helen Hayes. Because you never saw, never saw Rock, of, Rock Ages. of Ages. And now it's going to be like a couple know, of years probably be before you can be in the Helen Hayes. All right. And it's not going to be called the Helen Hayes probably. Well, it's going to be called like the Dunkin' Donuts Theater. Oh, God. Like oh, my God. Oh, God. We got to name something after Helen Hayes. Yeah, we got. We can't let people forget Helen Hayes. No way, unacceptable. Maybe they'll keep it. Maybe they. Maybe they could. Ugh. I understand it costs a lot of money to do these things, so sometimes you need to have the American Airlines Theater. Mm. But maybe it could be like the Dunkin' Donuts Helen Hayes Theater. Like maybe you could keep that far, in there. Far, 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 far. I know. It's terrible. I, I almost feel like that's worse. It's a little worse. But she's still in there. I don't know. Or maybe... It's probably going to... You know what it's probably going to fucking be? It's what? probably going to be the Bank of America Theater, which is... Uh, uh, maybe it could be like the building is called that, but we could still call like the stage, the Helen Hayes, the Helen Hayes stage at the Bank of America Theater. Mm. I'm yeah. just trying to work you know within I, the system. You know what I... I mean, whatever. I don't understand like compre- corporate sponsorship in that I'm like... If I were American Airlines, like, 
wouldn't you want like like I would rather if American Airlines had been like we're gonna name this theater after like the CEO of American Airlines or like somebody who's a hero to you know mm-hmm. somebody who works at America yeah. something like that or like you know I don't know some dude who invented flying one the of them Wright brothers well, one of the right there was a lot of people working on the sure. idea Da Vinci sure you know <laughs> and and then be like and obviously it would still be like. Mm-hmm. You'd have plaques everywhere being like, this theater is made by, made possible by American Airlines. Sure. I guess I just don't understand. I'm like, what? Is it just the ego of having your name on a building? God, I don't understand that. Because I'm like, you're not selling tons of airline tickets because there are your names on that theater. No, absolutely not. And this is, (sighs) it's a thing that has happened in sports for a really long time and I hate it. Where like Safe stadiums, field. yeah, stadiums used to be named after um, important people within the organization. Sometimes the owners would name the fields after themselves for that same reason. Mm-hmm. It's all about ego, but at least they had something to do with what was happening in the f- on the field, yeah. you know. But um, and arenas to United Center, Staples Center. I mean, the key yeah. arena. Yeah, I'm thinking of all the ones that are in Seattle. Yeah, and I named two in. <laughs> But here's the other, the flip side of that. I think Wrigley Field's really cute name. Well, the problem with Wrigley Field, not the problem, but it's outside that because it was, it wasn't named for necessarily corporate sponsorship, even though it's now a corporation. It was like before all of that. Wait, so how did it get its name? It got its name from the Wrigley company, but it was like Mr. Wrigley. Oh, wait, what? Like it Mr. Was, Wrigley it, made a personal donation to the Yeah, Cubs. and it was like before I knew that the Cubs played at Wrigley Field. That's impressive. Thank I've you. never been to Wrigley thank Field. You. No, thank you. I, I have. Cubs. I went to Wrigley Field once. I, I saw a baseball game. Poss- I would assume so. <laughs> I would possibly go to a Sox-Cubs game at Wrigley Field. I rem- I was like eight. Only under those circumstances. Weird story. While we were at the baseball game, I had this really cute new tank top. I was like eight or nine or something like that. We went to go visit my grandmother. My mom grew up in Chicago. And I had this really cute new tank top that had like the straps Mm -hmm. were like beaded. And it was a hot day. And one of the straps broke. And all the beads went everywhere. And then one of my tank top straps was broke. And I had like a sweatshirt with me. So I put the sweatshirt on to be like, oh, so my titties don't fall out. My, yeah. Your my, little. My bare chested eight year old chest. <laughs> like just your yeah, nipples. My, yeah. Your <laughs> my child nipples. nipples. But, um, shameful. but I put my sweatshirt on because it was like falling off of mm-hmm. my body. Um, and then I was really uncomfortable for the rest of the day because it was a hot day in mm. Chicago. Wrigley Field. I can't believe you know. No. I mean, I can't believe you've never been to Wrigley Field. I hate the Cubs. I don't understand that. I know. I don't get it. I hate them. But why? I hate everything they stand for. But they're, they're. But it's like different people every year. I mean, and they ruin great baseball men continually. What? You don't know. What are you talking about? People, great baseball men, go to the Cubs. And then they come out ruined. What? They retire because they just can't take it anymore or they just are terrible for the rest of their careers. What about like Sammy Sosa? Is he oh, on the Cubs? Oh, oh, you want me to go into Sammy Sosa? I just know this his name. I podcast. just know his name. I just you know his name. To start talking but about I correctly that identified a baseball player to a Yeah, you know what? He team. was on the White Sox first and he was great and then he went to the Cubs and then he started doing steroids and got to be a horrible human being. Oh, did he? Yep. Oh, well, you know what? Then if I really cared about these things as a person from the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. I hate everybody because everybody just steals all of the Mariners' great players I, because we groom that. them. Seattle grooms sure. them. Yep. And then mm-hmm. Alex Rodriguez goes and becomes a superstar. And we're Listen. like, bitch, you have to thank Seattle for that. Don't get me started on those Yankees. <laughs> See, that's why. Because the Cubs are the Yankees of Chicago. They're the big money old baseball team. Who but just, they lose all the time. Yeah, I know. And you know what? They find that charming and it pisses me off. Okay, listen. Let's get back to the uh, theater. Uh, 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 <laughs> I just don't understand the competitiveness of it. I know. I know. It doesn't I make know. any sense. Like it's different players. Anyway. It's not like, like I root for like Patti Lapone all the time. I know. You know? 
but yeah, it doesn't. But make you sense. can you can like root for there are you know players from the White Sox who I love from the White Sox who go on to other teams, and I still like hope they have good careers, and I'll be happy if they do well or if they. Even playing against the White Sox, you know, oh, they had a good game. I'm glad we won, but they had a good game. That's great. I guess I wonder if the White Sox had a real bad turn of luck mm-hmm. and really and lost every game they played for the next 163 games in one season. Listen, they lose every mm-hmm. single game for the next five years. Mm-hmm. Would you still be a fan? That is statistically impossible, but. Uh, it depends on their attitude about it, I guess. It depends on the club's attitude about it. They all start doing steroids. Well, how are they losing that much then? Because they're all jacked up on drugs. Well, no, I would not root for that team at okay, all. Okay, I'm just checking. No. Good. No. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Musical theater. <laughs> and Broadway. And off-Broadway. We saw two off-Broadway musicals this week. Yes, we did. Clinton the Musical. With Carrie fucking Butler. You know, we joked about it starring Carrie Butler. We Literally right before the show started, we were like, oh man, it's going to be so hilariously disappointing in five minutes when the show starts. And we realized and remember that this is a Clinton the Musical, not Hillary Clinton the Musical. And, right. it's, and, and Carrie Butler is probably not going to be in it as much as we want her to be in it. And then it was literally all about Carrie Butler and it was the Carrie Butler fucking show. And it was fucking amazing. Yeah. It was. It was. I loved it. I absolutely loved the show. I thought it was fucking great. It was really funny. It was really funny. It was really funny. They dealt with things, I thought, pretty well. I was a little concerned, especially because we're all on Team Monica right now because she's come out of this recently, especially with her TED Talk and just being like, this ruined my life and I understand but at the same time, Leave me alone. it was like one thing. Oh, I didn't watch her. That TED I did. Talk. I didn't watch well, it. I like read about. I've it. always been a supporter of Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> well, it's it's that awful situation where everyone blames the mistress or blames right, right. the woman involved, right. and it's everyone Bullshit. involved's issue. Right. And they didn't really make her what they could have made her, which I was I was pleased with. Yes. They could have made her. She was a little ditzy, but she was like what twenty four or something. Yeah. So you know. It, you have to be a little to get yourself into that situation. Right. You're a little naive. You're a little over your head. You know, you're in over your head. Right. And, and also, sorry. No, that's okay. Do you Go want ahead. to finish your thought? I was just going to say, like, I thought they portrayed that mm. without, like, demeaning her. Yes, I agree. I, no, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Shouldn't have let me finish. Damn it. I was trying to be nice because I was like, I should stop interrupting Patty so much. <laughs> But that's why I do it because you for- forget. immediately forget. <laughs> I love Monica Lewinsky. I I love her. I think I think she's an amazing, strong lady. Like she's been through a, a lot of shit, and yeah. like I, I liked the way they played with how kind of like sexy and exciting it was yeah. for her. Because sure, you're like, hey, don't have sex with a married man and like cheating and all that stuff's bad, but like. As far as like sex fantasies goes, fucking the president's got to be real high up there. <laughs> Probably. Like that's a, you know, yeah. that's like a real, that's like a porno sex fantasy, sure, like come to life. And she was like, I mean, whatever, I don't know her life. But for both of them, I think it's, it was a very sexy sex fantasy yeah. that happened. So, yeah. you know, humans, you know, sometimes people have to indulge their sex fantasies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Monica Lewinsky is awesome, and I loved her song in this show. Yeah. Oh, my God. Her song was fucking song perfect. Was great. I'm fucking the fucking president. Mm-hmm. It was oh genius. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so funny. She was, like, so excited about it. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm fucking the fucking president. Oh, my God. I could just imagine her, like, at a bar with, like, her other friends who are, like, interning on Capitol Hill. <laughs> and, like, one of them's interning at the UN yeah. or something like that. That's in New York. Never yep, mind. I was going to say, UN's here. I was going to let it go. <laughs> Whatever. She came to D.C. for the weekend to see her good friend Monica sure, sure, from sure. college. Yeah. And they're all just having drinks. And she's like, you guys, I am fucking the fucking president. <laughs> like, I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. Veronica Kuhn. Yeah. I believe is her name. Um, she was fucking incredible. I thought she was wonderful. She was great. She was great. She was a fantastic dancer, too. Yeah, multi-talented. Really great dancer, singing, really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. She could do Sideshow with Lauren Warsham, like, yesterday. Oh, yeah. I thought she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love seeing... I love it And when you see a show, and you're like, who is this person I've never seen before, and they're amazing. Yeah, she was really great. I thought great 
ensemble. Fantastic. Uh, it's really an point. ensemble piece. It's starring Carrie Butler, who got the last bow, but right. it's really a great ensemble piece. Yes, it is. And I like the idea. It sounded kind of cheesy until we saw how it was executed, right. the idea of Bill Clinton being two people, because he really is. Mm. Maybe not now, um, as a, God, how old was he when he was president? In his 40s? 40s, right? Late 40s? Like, by then you should have your shit together, right. but whatever, we're right. all human beings. Well, I, and I also, think he's now, you know, solidly one person, but mm. that's, I guess, midlife crisis time. And if you're having a midlife crisis when you're president, it's probably going to be a lot worse than if you're not president. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I also, I... I they could have taken it farther. Oh, yeah. But I did like... The concept of like, you know, there's public self and private self. And when you're a politician, it's like when you're a politician, there's like all these human nature things that you're like not allowed to have, Mm -hmm. you know, which is fucking insane. And that's like everything that's wrong with our society being like, don't talk about sex. Sex is evil. Sex is bad. Mm -hmm. Like, no, sex is great. Sex is good. Um, You should be able to talk about it, even if you're a politician. Um, like, it, I get that the lying thing is what people pretend like they're upset at him about, but right. they're really upset at him mm-hmm. for having an affair. That's what mm-hmm. people pretend like, well, he lied about it. Oh, and like, no. all right, I'm a little bit with you on that because I personally feel like him lying does slightly indicate what kind of leader he is, but you're really upset that he had an affair. Right. I don't think that has anything to do or with Or you're really kind of upset because of health care, like whatever his right. other... Right. You're really upset. Because I think that's also like... You know, it's a, I feel like you see this in shows all the time where, you know, like there's an episode of Scandal where all these, you know, some high-class high call girl is like, I'm going to expose all of you. And then they're like, no, no, we can't... Let everybody know that we're into sex. Yeah. But then like immediately if, you know, one person is on the outs of the group, they're like, ah, we have the information about his sex scandal. Let's tell everyone and then disown him when like, you know, it's like whatever glass houses. It's basically just glass houses. Well, yeah. And that's what happened in this case, which I was like a kid when all of this happened. Yeah. I Um, thought they did a good job of like. You know, um, what was the, like, Whitewater thing? Oh, Watergate. Water. The, no, wait. No. Whitewater. Watergate White is the nickname. <laughs> right. Whitewater. Whitewater. Because I was, like, had no, uh, I don't really I have know, that. In the way that the people in the show, like, know the word Whitewater and just say it to create scandal, that's what I know oh, about Oh, I'd, it. like, never heard of it. So mm. I, I thought they did a good job of, like, like, I actually feel, you know, I should double check my facts or whatever, but I trust this show to not give me completely false like everything was being played for comedy but i don't mm-hmm. think they were falsifying anything right um that i was like a little history lesson yeah along with your musical theater yeah. I was like, oh. um and that like that sort of mutual destruction clause which is you know what people bank on for nuclear weapons we have nuclear weapons you have nuclear mm. weapons nobody's going to use them right right yeah <laughs> where it's like newt gingrich's sex scandal came out after Clinton's and then they were like, oh, we're all awful people, sort of. Right. Um, or we're all human people. <laughs> um, <sighs> let's let's work together and yeah. get things done. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, like I was saying, I guess I'm trusting this show to tell me a little bit more about it. And as uh, now an adult who maybe could process these facts better, Mm. I would like to look into it a little bit more because I was like a kid, you know, I vaguely remember (laughs) in first grade having a, like a mock election because it was George, it was like Bush senior and Clinton. Mm. And like, it was like, kids cast your votes. Who would you vote for? And I voted for Bill Clinton. And I don't know where this came from because my dad's pretty Republican. Um, at least he, I think just votes across the board Republican for no reason Mm. other than he's a Republican. My mom is a registered Democrat, but I I don't know. She sort of is a little bit more informed and like decides who (laughs) she's going to vote for. And somewhere in my head, probably my older sisters, I was like, I'm voting for George or I'm voting for Bill Clinton because anyone would be better than George Bush. I had no... Just like one or two words you heard from someone else. Yeah, yeah. A six-year-old or whatever being like, well, this must be better. That's such an interesting (laughs) thing for to have kids at that young of an age. Also because like I feel like 
when I, I was older than that. I was like nine, so it must have been third grade. But anyway, still. Right. Well, I just, I remember like talking about election stuff in like high school maybe and having my teachers very strictly be like, I can't tell you who I'm voting for. But I do remember. That's so stupid. I know. It's dumb. Um, if you I, choose to, you can. I remember being in high school, sitting in my economics class, watching John Kerry's concession speech like on the TV. And I had this weird flashback to the previous election when like the first time Bush was Bush the second was elected Mm -hmm. and I just remember it was the very first time I'd ever heard my mother curse because we were watching it on TV like the news and they were like we're gonna call it for Bush and my mom went shit (laughs) (laughs) and then I remember watching John Kerry's and thinking of that and being like shit <laughs> it's happened again yeah totally we all thought that i guess i shouldn't say we all I guess <laughs> half the nation didn't think that. anyway carrie butler is a goddamn dream i'm just do you know what else i loved because i feel like this is like a fun tour like mostly tourists mm. will go see mm-hmm. it and it's off broadway so it's a little cheaper so mm-hmm. people who who like want to see a funny musical but maybe wouldn't see a show to begin with might go see right, this right um I'm like they they don't know who Carrie Butler is, and then they're gonna go see this musical, and they're gonna get to hear her sing. Oh my god, this woman's amazing! I feel like the people in the audience that that night were when we saw it were like, "Who is this?" Yeah, like it's Carrie fucking Butler. They wouldn't join me in my standing ovation though. No, I was the only one. I didn't stand up. Why wouldn't you stand with me? (gasps) It was like I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. I don't need anybody to stand with me well, for no. my Carrie Butler standing ovation. Yeah. I can do it alone. Yeah. Do it alone, Leo. <laughs> um, Carrie Butler's you know, voice is dream. It was one of those moments where I was like, I don't feel like it's a fine. standing ovation right now. I wanted to stand up for yeah. Carrie Butler. Um, it's certainly not a reflection on Carrie Butler's no. amazingness because right. she's amazing. She's fucking incredible. Yeah. And I think it's one of those great moments where when, uh, when it was announced, we were like, what? Carrie Butler's playing Hillary right? Clinton? And you're kind of like, that's weird. And then it was fucking perfect. I also loved her like... Uh, attempt at a, a midwestern accent because <laughs> hillary is from the suburbs of chicago mm. and she doesn't really have maybe maybe back then i don't remember because i chicago accent yeah she doesn't really have a chicago accent um <laughs> and maybe she got rid of it huh. like through the years right. maybe she did back then i don't remember but i thought that was kind of a funny touch also because mm. i don't know where carrie butler's from but she she's already from New sort of, oh, is she? She's a New Yorker. Mm. Yeah, because her and Seth Rodetsky used to have like musical theater class together. Oh, I know. my God. Anyway, it was cute. I, yeah, I love Carrie Butler. She's, she's, I just, she's so funny. She's so funny and all of her stuff where she's like, run for president. What, me? I know. Like, because that's such a tired Hillary joke, but it's. Oh, yeah. She kept it fresh. Um, the other person we absolutely have to talk about is Kevin Zack, who played Kenneth Starr. Oh, my God. Who yeah. was amazing. He was incredible. And oh, my like, God. Wow. He was so funny. He, oh, my God. He was so creepy and weird, like in the best way. Yeah, he was fantastic. He oh, was my great. God. I mean, everyone was so great. Funny. I want everybody to was talk really, about really, everybody, really but in the, the way that these podcasts Everybody's work, incredible. we can't necessarily right. do that. But I really wanted to call him out because he was... Yeah. So funny and hilarious and completely unexpected. Yes. Judy Gold. Judy Gold also. You know what's so incredible about Judy Gold is we saw her one-woman off-Broadway play like three years ago. Do you remember? It was about all the time. I don't think I saw it. I think you saw it. You didn't? I feel like we saw it together. It was about, it was about, let me refresh your memory if it it was you. (laughs) It was about her... It was about multiple times when she had tried to pitch a TV show about her life to different networks and sort of like, and about like, you know, it was like a stand up sort of play type of show. I think you told me about it because it does sound familiar, but I'm not having any like visual. Oh, it was an amazing one woman show. It was incredible. And also like as a lesbian, it was infuriating because she's a lesbian and she had this amazing sitcom concept. Yeah. Like they were like, and they kept great. Let's change it to, uh, to, you know, a a heterosexual. Right. Yeah. And, and like, I would still see her sitcom where like, 
And it was funny how, like, as her life evolved, like, her sitcom evolved, like, the first time she pitched the sitcom, it was like, you know, me and my wife and our two kids and my mom and, like, our dog and, like, Mm -hmm. it's all this crazy stuff. And then, like, she got divorced. So then it was like, (laughs) me and my, you know, (laughs) ex-wife who lives upstairs, our two kids, my mom, like, yeah, yeah, and, like, every single concept for the sitcom sounded amazing. And every single time she pitched it, the networks, like, even she, she pitched it to Logo and Logo. Wanted to like I think Logo was like we'll do it with two gay guys. Oh, so the and yeah, so she never sold it, which fucking right on her for being like I'm not going to sell out. Maybe now. Keep trying, Judy. I'll I'll watch that fucking TV show. ABC, I think, is really like look at all of our diversity. Then they're real happy about it. Maybe you could pitch it to them now. Go, girl. Yeah. Um. Also, we were so pleasantly surprised to find out that Judy Gold can sign. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because I was sort of like, oh, she's going to be in there like for comedy and blah, yeah, blah, blah. And she was a little bit for like at the very beginning. She, you know, she has her Judy Gold voice. So she was doing that in a lot of the singing parts. Mm. But then she had this really funny part as Linda Tripp where she was like doing the scatting thing. Right. And she and really, we were like, really oh, no. Sing. Oh, oh, she's actually she's yeah. singing. Yeah. She can sing. Yeah. It was That's fucking right. wonderful. Yeah. Oh my God. She should play Violet in nine to five. Oh my God. Yes. Right. She's fucking perfect. I forgot for that. that, that, that her name was Violet. And I thought you were going to say in Violet. No. <laughs> I mean, I I'd like, also want to see Judy Gold's take on that. Cause it would probably be fucking hilarious. I'm sure. I love yeah. Judy Gold. I that really, would be Violet so funny. exclamation point. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! But in nine to five, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's in, so funny. She's great. Yeah. Oh my and god. She Her Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, so great. My one of my favorite ladies. You of love all time. Eleanor Roosevelt. I love Eleanor Roosevelt, and she made the first lady what the first lady is. Do Ooh. you think Eleanor Roosevelt was a lesbian? I don't know. I certainly wouldn't be surprised. I certainly we discussed also maybe her being asexual. Oh, sure, could be. Um, I think she was maybe a woman she was a demisexual of duty, and so the things that she had to do out of duty, including fucking her husband to create children, were done. How many kids did they have? They had six kids. Wow. Yeah. So That's a lot of kids. Um, I mean, not for the forties, I guess. I think some of them were like died young. Yeah, one Franklin died as a baby. Uh, all the other, all of the other ones lived for quite a while. Cool. No, but, but I get that. But it's I'm also like sure. because not that we're going to really talk about it because we'll do a full review. But like in the King and I, um, the head wife is like duty. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is my role yeah. in life. And Eleanor was like, listen, I can't be the president, but well, and t- what am man, I going to do that's going to be awesome? people off that she did as much as she did. They were like, why is the first lady doing anything besides giving dinner? Because she's a boss bitch. And she would go to FDR and she would be like, um, I think that this is important and I'm going to go tour the country talking about it. And he would be like, okay. What an awesome, get it. awesome lady. Like, and I think, so I don't know. I think there certainly was a lot of respect there mm. and maybe it was meant to be, maybe they were in on it together and maybe they were both gay. Uh, he had affairs with other women. Oh. I don't, I don't think he was gay. Um, but I think it definitely wouldn't surprise me if Eleanor was, or if she was just like, maybe she this had a is what boy. I'm here for. I'm here to. To make the world a better place and through having children, I think mm. she felt like she was doing that because she was imparting her belief Mm. system, hopefully, in those kids for them to go off and help make the world a better place. She was the fucking best. She was awesome. Yeah. So everyone should go see Clinton. Oh my the God, musical. definitely. Please it's go see fun. it. I loved it. I loved it so much. I bought the fucking t-shirt. Oh yeah. It's a great t-shirt. Guys, it's a great t-shirt. It's not even just like you bought a t-shirt. Right. But it's, it's, also because like I've been rooting for Hillary Clinton real life to yeah. win the presidency like for a long time. Yeah. I'm totally on board with that. So I'm going to wear this. I'm going to go to like a Hillary Clinton rally and wear this mm, t-shirt. Do it. No, I probably won't. That would be offensive. Why? I don't know. Oh, I guess a little bit. She would probably be like, mm. Yeah. No, she probably would be like, ha, 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 ha. But then <laughs> on the outside, she would be like, oh, mm. I can't support that t-shirt. I love Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I feel like she and Bill got to that point that maybe Eleanor and FDR did where they're like, this is not 
It's about duty. A love marriage anymore. Although we love each mm. other as humans. Right. When I watch The Good Wife. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh my God, Hillary, this is your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know her life. But right. it seems extremely plausible that how Alicia and Chris Noth Peter. Peter, that's his name. <laughs> How their relationship mm-hmm. is portrayed as it is right now, mm-hmm. where Alicia's like, if you need me for a political thing, call my assistant. If yeah. I need you for a political thing, I will call your assistant. That's what's going to be. Yeah. That seems pretty highly likely that that's what's going on. Yeah. And, and I think Hillary's like, my turn. Mm-hmm. Sit back, bitch. She's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's my God, I am so, listen, as excited as I am for a Hillary Clinton presidency, I'm so excited for a Bill Clinton first husband. (laughs) What's he going to do? It's going to be great. I don't know. I mean, he's probably going to keep, he's probably going to keep on the health kick. Yeah. You know, because he had a heart attack. Yeah. Oh, my singular bone to pick with the show was when he was singing about when Bill Clinton, the good one, was Mm -hmm. like singing about the utopia we could have if like, the presidency and Congress could work together and yeah. stuff. And one of the things that was happening in the utopia was like, all the gay people are happy. And I was like, mm, he signed DOMA. Oh, yeah. Don't fucking true. play. Yeah. He signed DOMA. So there, that was inaccurate. That's true. I mean, it was fantasy land and, but and whatever. No, he signed a, DOMA. Like and I don't. A political move that probably at the time was in his head necessary. Sure. But at the same time. Not cool. You still did it. You did that. Yeah. Not cool, dude. Yep. So the other off-Broadway musical we saw this week <gasps> was crazy. Yep. And it was Iowa at Playwrights Horizons. Honestly, like I was bumped into a friend the other day and they were like, oh, I saw you saw Iowa. What'd you think? And I was like, honestly, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I don't either. Here's what I will say. Um, I would say for the, once the show started and I realized that it was not the style of show I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. And that it was going to be quite absurdist. I was like, okay, not my cup of tea, but I don't necessarily think it's being done poorly. Sure. And so for the most of the show, I was like, this is not a show for me. I'm being mildly entertained by some things. Most of it I'm just like baffled by and confused by. And then there was like a, 25 minute and it wasn't that long but it felt that long yeah it was probably like 15 it was like a 15 minute sister wives number at the end of the show and that was when i was like okay come on what the fuck is happening also because i i could see a little bit what the rest of it was saying and doing but that number went so far beyond the scope of what I thought was being mm-hmm. talked about in the show that I was just like, I don't understand why these things are being brought up in this number. Right. Uh, it was also not confusing, but like funny in that these like, how many were there? Five, four, four, four sister wives, but they were playing like m- there were eight like sister wives or something. Like, or 12. Know, yes. Or a lot. And so it, you didn't really know who, who was they talking. Were, they were like no making idea. these statements. Yeah, I because like then at the, like at I, the end of the song, all of a sudden one of them was like, I'm blind. <laughs> and you were like, what? And, and before it was, uh, when before the number started, it, the way that they were talking made it clear that they were being different sister right, wives. Right. But like they didn't have postures that showed that I'm this they weren't one, like, I'm right. this one. And because it was just such a long number, I... It was so... It sounded great. A lot of it. Sure. That number sounded yeah. really great. It was certainly one of the the more just like sonically beautiful moments in the show. Mm. The rest of mm. it was mm. a little quieter. Right. And a little simpler. Right. Um, there were like some complex harmonies in there that mm-hmm. were beautiful. But yeah, I was with you in that I was like, oh, okay, this is an absurdist show and then I just sort of let as much of it wash over me as as I could handle (laughs) but I was still like I don't right I mean this show literally had somebody being like oh my pony and then a man in a horse costume ran across the stage yep that happened more than once later had a number who had a number who came out and sang a song which was like Weird and incredible, hmm. incredible, and then the like an enjoyable way, but also in him? like a crazy way. 
everything about the show. There was, was a cheerleader crazy. character that was that was maybe the funniest part of the show mm. to me. That cheerleader character. Mm. Um, I like the Nancy Drew character. I liked that Nancy Drew thing too. There was like was four funny. Nancy Drews. Yeah. Five. I like that, that she was like, I'm black now. And they're like, and I also come in Asian mm-hmm. and I come in Hispanic. That mm-hmm. was funny. That was funny. And then later she comes back as like a lesbian or something. She's wearing a pantsuit. What? Like at the end of that number, Nancy comes, the, the Asian Nancy Drew comes back. It was oh, really quick. I forgot You that. might have missed it. <laughs> she came back as a lesbian? She was like, you're not my my idol anymore. Now this Nancy Drew is my idol. Oh. She came back. Oh, my God. So and much happened wearing, in this show. I really liked those costumes, the Nancy Drew costumes. But they were wearing crazy pumps. And I don't know if that was part of, yeah. part of the, I don't know, absurdity. Right. Or if it was just like poor costume choice. I couldn't tell. Because she should have been wearing like a sensible, sensible 60s no. pump. Well, she could be wearing a pump. Or, yeah, saddle shoes might have worked, too. Yeah, I said sandal shoes. That's not a thing. (laughs) Saddle shoes. I had sandal shoes would just be sandals. Remember that time period when we both had saddle shoes and we would wear them the same day and be really, I would be really angry because I'd be like, now we're wearing the same shoes. shoes. Well, yours were almost more like men's style and mine were like 50s girl style saddle shoes. Were they? I don't remember. I think so. I would would wear saddle shoes again. I love saddle shoes. I should find a pair. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It... This show was fucking crazy. It was it was weird. It was bizarre. I can't say Also, it- I thought it was so fucking bizarre that I didn't neither of us had any idea what we were getting ourselves into because I see shit at playwrights all the time and playwrights does delve into like weird stuff sometimes and but this was like the description for this was like a musical about a girl whose mom marries a man on Facebook and moves them to Iowa. And I was expecting like teen angst and like I was in, in nowhere in any of the, you know, information about yeah. the show. Is it ever like, all right, the show's fucking crazy. Like if it was at La Mama, you know, like, well, sure, you know, like there was no indicators whatsoever. And that's probably on playwrights because of who their subscribers are and not wanting to scare away subscribers yeah. and stuff like that. But I was like, a little warning that there's going to be a pony running across the stage. There were people who at the show I overheard saying at the very beginning, and I don't know if this was a joke, but that I thought it was a retelling of Oklahoma <laughs> um, in Iowa. Again, not Makes sure if no it's a sense. joke, but those same people left early of an hour 45 show they only stayed for like Um, half an hour after that pony song (laughs) is when they left that's yeah that's funny um that show i i only found it i i for how absurd it was i did think that it was moving at a, a reasonable pace and i wasn't like oh my god when's this over but shit that last, the ending, that last, the Sister Wives song, halfway through that thing, I was like, how fucking long is this song? Oh my God, why isn't it over? Well, I think before the Sister Wives song, it seemed like the show itself was over. Yes. The show could have ended without the Sister Wives song completely. Like, I thought that, yeah, yeah. Right? And then the Sister Wives then was, then we like, song oh, was like 20 happening. minutes long. I feel, That song, it also, like... It wasn't even like it was one song. It was like it was like 10 songs. I know. It kept because going. it kept on like almost ending and then it was still happening. Almost going to be over. Nope, nope, nope. There's another it's verse. It's like that like fake out thing where you're on a roller coaster where you, <sighs> yeah. you think it's over and then you shoot yeah. back into it. Yeah. And every time they shot back into it, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. They just kept listing things. Yeah. It was just and like not in the same way that I think, you know, other art pieces we've seen where they're like reference, 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 reference. It didn't feel like they were throwing jokes at us, but it just felt like it was, it was like somebody sat down and was like, write a list of stuff of Mm. like unrelated. I don't know. Like there were so many like tiny little references, you know, like just like weird shit. Like, like I'm making a reference to like, you know, when you're putting your hair in a ponytail on the, you know, hair tie, you have snaps. And uh, like there was stuff like that where then everyone was like, huh, yeah, I know what that's like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was very bizarre. And it, it was direct, like presented in such a way that was um, 
I just want to know what the rehearsal process was for it because maybe all of those actors got so much more information than we as the audience did because mm. everyone, the, the style was cohesive and everyone was doing, uh, was presenting this show in this, this specific way. Right. And I wanted to be like, what were you told this is about? Right. Like, what were you told this list means? Right. Your um, comments about, God, there was one that that woman just kept bringing up, the one who played the cheerleader who was then a sister wife. And she said it a couple of times and now I can't remember what it was, Mm. but it was like a couple of, you know, like, and, you know, when you're sling back shoe comes off right. or I don't, that's yeah. really, really just yeah. like a weird n- nonsense thing that I'm thinking of right now because that's how, that's how unrelated all of it Right. Everything was completely unrelated to each other. So, but I'm guessing there must've been some through line that we didn't see, or maybe the fact that there wasn't a through line was part of it and that wasn't Mark. conveyed. I don't know. Man. I don't know either. I was just sort of walked out of it baffled. I was like, I'm not going to say it was bad because right. I, I don't know. There maybe are certain people I may recommend this to, but right. in, in a way that I would be like, it's absurdist and right. you might find it very interesting. Right. Um, I'm like you, kind of dying to know what other people thought of the show because I really don't know where to put it in my and brain. And like, if you figure out what was happening, right. can you let me know? Yeah. Cause I certainly, I feel like I see theater, I hand, you know, see shows where I'm like, okay, clearly there's some intellectual thing going on in this that's over my head and I'm not quite getting it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to accept the fact that I don't have the back knowledge to get this or it's too smart for me or something like that. And this, I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm just not smart enough to get this show or it's fucked up and crazy. I really can't tell. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. It's just like it, it's in limbo in my brain. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Glad um, we saw it. Go see Iowa. Yep. If you um, have any insights on it, please let us know. Yeah. Iowa runs until May 10th, so you have a while to see it. Also, so. just... Putting it out there, playwrights sells front row of their shows for, on Sundays for $25. Oh. You might have to be a young person. Hmm. But they also have comprehensive rush. Let me just read you. Based on everything oh. that you've heard us mm. say, let me read to you what the description is. Yeah. Mom found her soulmate on Facebook, and he lives in Iowa. So Becca says goodbye to her beloved math teacher, bulimic best friend, neighborhood pony that does say something about a pony Mm. and her mildly deficient teenage life and she follows her wayward mother to a new uncharted beginning but also like pretty much the entire show took place before they left yeah i thought that this was going to be like violet i thought it was going to be a road trip musical this does this also does though say but in this fanciful absurdist and intoxicating musical play from the imagination of jenny schwartz and todd ullman nothing can prepare them for what they'll find i just didn't read the rest of that description then i just (laughs) i just read the like the first sentence i mean i probably sentence is in bold probably i read the first sentence that was in bold and i was also like i want to see everything that playwrights does because playwrights does good work but I have to say, you but know, still reading the, that wouldn't the necessarily that playwrights has put on in the last few years have been not my favorite. Mm. They have not been doing musicals that I have been happy with hmm. personally. Personally, this is the first musical I saw playwrights. Yeah. Also, because you were a um, a member last year, right? Two years, like ago. a student member or something yeah. like that. Young I, person member. I that's think, a th- that's. I think I aged out of their young person program. Yeah. So in my brain, I was always like, "Oh, it's cost playwrights right. subscription based, so it's a little more expensive." It is, and they don't have as easy ways to get tickets. But now we ask for press tickets and talk about them on the podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and if they give them to us, we'll do that and tell you to go see it and tell us what you think because we sure don't know. Please, please. So confused. But still, like that, this, even calling it, I guess, absurdist, wouldn't prepare me for. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like the only thing that could have prepared me mentally for this show is if it had been at La Mama and I was expecting it to be fucking crazy. Yeah, because then you're like, oh, experimental. Right. I have this idea. It's going to be crazy. Like, horseplay was actually not as weird as I thought it was going to be at La Mama. Maybe we just. Maybe partially judge La yeah. Mama. Yeah, maybe that's on us. But anyway, so those are the two shows we saw this week. 
that we can talk about. Yep. Um, we also saw one of our favorite ladies in her cabaret show, <gasps> Molly Pope. Molly fucking Pope. Guys, gotta go see her. Go see her show. Go see it. You got, it's gonna, she's doing it. May 8th is yeah, the next date. The next and again, it's monthly up up through June would be the next one, which I'm not sure what date that was. But, you know, if it does well, mm. it could potentially yeah. um, continue. It's every second Friday yeah. at 9.30. And it's fucking wonderful. She's so great. She's so incredible. She's so, she's so funny, but there are moments of such vulnerability in the show that That's are what, beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I think that is what she is. She's so fucking incredible because the show is so funny and she is so funny. And then she's like, I got divorced and then goes into like a mashup of um, now, you know, and not a day goes by. And all of a sudden you're just like being punched in the heart Mm -hmm. and it's incredibly intense and yeah, insanely vulnerable. And like the way she transitioned from those two things, it was fucking seamless. Yeah. And Molly Pope is the queen. Please go see her. Mm-hmm. We can't be friends if you don't go see Molly Pope. Oh my gosh. It happened. What happened? Mamma Mia. Oh, it's the apocalypse. Announced closing. No, it's not the apocalypse. If Phantom closes, yeah. then it's the apocalypse. Yeah. This is I just mean, like already, the first horseman. I don't want to say, <laughs> I don't want to say the writing was on the wall because that's not fair. But like from it downsizing from the Winter yeah. Garden to the Broadhurst was a little bit of like a, okay, yeah. numbers aren't what they used to be. Yeah. Yeah. And if you glance up their numbers over the last, since they moved, you know. Yeah. They're doing a lot of like low weeks. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this on the podcast. Now, any, I don't want to say joy, but positive feelings we have about a show closing is not about the fact that those people no longer right. have jobs. Right. It's about the fact that there are people who come to New York City and are like, I'm going to go to see Broadway theater. And they see Mamma Mia and you're like, see something new because then sideshows closed. Yeah. And it's not even, it's not even that we didn't like Mamma Mia. Right. I loved Mamma Mia. I saw it like five times. I saw it one time, but it was I enjoyed it. It certainly was better than like my judgmental brain mm. set it out to be. Also because I think that was aside from um my love of Rock of Ages, it was like I still had that in my head that I was like this is going to be just a nonsense jukebox yeah, it's just musical. Fun. But it was in in a good way. It was fun. It's I I'm in defense of Mamma Mia. I think that Mamma Mia except for like a couple of songs does an wildly incredible job of making those songs make sense in the story Mm. where it feels like those songs could have been i remember like there's a couple songs where i'm like that one's just thrown right in there (laughs) you know but i would say like i don't know 80 to 90 percent of the songs in the show fit the story incredibly well and then aside from the two that might not they were also like we know what the people want we're gonna do the mega mix at the end to throw in waterloo and all the ones that really don't have anything to do with anything right um which i I love a mega mix i'm sorry love a mega mix i love a mega mix i fucking love abba yeah. I fucking love ABBA mm-hmm. and I love Beth Lovell, which mm-hmm. is who I saw this show with ah, once. Which is crazy. She was I fucking really do wish I had incredible. had gotten my shit together and she seen that. So amazing. Cause like what a interesting take I'm sure she was oh on on that role. She was so amazing. She's Beth Lovell and she's fantastic. One of my friends from high school was in town and she literally mm. knows nothing about musical theater. And she said to me, I was like, what do you want to see while you're here? And she was like, I don't know. She was like, I want to see a show. Like, you know, when you're seeing a show and like kind of towards the end of the show, there's like somebody like sings a song and there's like, they like, you know, have a big note singing. They sing something really incredible at the end. And I was like, Oh, like an 11 o'clock number, you know, like you want her to, you want someone to hit a big note towards Mm -hmm. the end of the show. And she was like, yeah, whatever that is. And I was like, great. I will take you to Mamma Mia to see Beth Lovell because you know that Beth Lovell is going to deliver on that 11 o'clock number. And she did. And we fucking loved it. Well, and just, I mean, ABBA ABBA writes a great pop song. They write a great dance song, Mm. but the winner takes it all. Also, it's just, it's a beautiful song. Oh my God. It's a beautiful song. It's a fantastic song. Mm -hmm. And Beth Lovell sang the shit out of it. And she was so funny. Yeah. Yes. So Mamma Mia... Happy trails. Happy trails. You're great. You did what you were meant to do. Yeah. And I hope everyone in that show gets a new job quickly. Real soon. And I hope a good show goes into the Broadhurst so that all the people working at the theater can have jobs. Absolutely. And 
Um, it just is an opportunity for people who would have gone to see Mamma Mia to hopefully go see something different. Yes. That's not the Phantom of the Opera. Yes. Or Chicago. Or Lion King. Or Lion King. Lion King, though, you got to buy those tickets ahead of time. If you're mm. coming to town and you are like, what should I go see? You, you're not seeing Lion King. <laughs> yep. Because unless you're going to pay $200, which maybe you will, but you, Lion King still sells right. well. Yes. And there are no discounts. Because mm. we tell everyone that comes to TKTM, <laughs> no Lion King, no Wicked, no Aladdin now, I guess. Mm. Um, there's another one. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Nope. Chicago and Phantom are always there, though, and that's mm-hmm. why people go see those shows. Mm. Mamma Mia was as well. Another happy, sad, happy trails to Lena Hall. Ah, Lena Hall. left Hedwig. Yeah. In grand fashion. Oh, my God. I mean, like, ugh. Wish I could have been there. I don't know. I don't know if you internet heard, if you follow Lena, she posted a lot about it mm. on the Twitter. But her party. Wait, first of all, we just have to say that all the Hedwigs came oh, back yeah. for her. All the they Hedwigs brought back came all back. of her wives. It was fantastic. There's a picture of her like ugly crying on stage with all of her wives around her in that gorgeous finale outfit. Oh, that finale outfit. Um, and like, it's beautiful. But anyway, mm-hmm. please continue. Just so wanted everyone after, to know that all the Hedwigs yeah. were there. And after that amazing moment, um, they had like the farewell party. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this, but apparently a while ago, Lena was going to get married and decided she didn't want to get married. And I don't know where in the process that happened, mm-hmm. but it was long far enough into it that she had bought a wedding dress so she wore her wedding dress to the closing party her closing party and had everyone sign it what a fucking rock star i mean such a badass bitch you know, i love her and i, She's so I love that i feel like the, i feel like i've seen on the internet lately <laughs> not even just this but other things of like women who i haven't seen any stories about men but those mm. probably exist too who in in a similar situation, like was left with this very expensive reminder of something mm. that didn't happen and turned it into something beautiful. You know, and she was very much like, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't made this decision not right. to get married. Mm. So I want to take this dress and turn it into a celebration of that. That's amazing. And I love that. You go, girl. Yeah. So incredible. Mm. And maybe she'll keep it She'll box it or frame it or something, and then in 50 years, auction it off <gasps> for BCFA. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For so much Perfect. money. Yeah. You go, girl. But So triumphant. And now she's at the Cafe Carlisle. I'm not going to say you should go see her because it costs like a billion dollars. Um, I literally was like, if like, anyone was, wants to donate, oh my god, please money give up. for us oh, tickets oh, and also to cover the seventy five dollar oh, food minimum. <laughs> food minimum. It's like a hundred dollars for a ticket and like seventy five dollars for food plus tip. Yeah, yeah tax, and tax and tip. Yeah, oh my god. So it's like, ta- god. It's tip like when you're spending that much money, mm-hmm. tips like forty bucks. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. So basically, like, I don't think you can go see her show for under like three hundred dollars. Um, so if somebody wants to sponsor us to go, mm-hmm. please, we'll please, 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 please. Oh my God, I want to go so badly. <laughs> I like kept looking at it and being like, because everyone after her first night at the Cafe Carlisle the, a few nights ago, mm. everyone was like, holy fucking shit. Like her show is incredible. You have uh, to go see it. And I'm like, don't tell me I have to go see something that costs $300. It's not fair. Slash Lena. Could you do it somewhere more? Huh? Um, Take it to 54 uh, below? Yeah. Take it to Joe's Pub? <laughs> more like cost effective? Town Hall? Town Hall even, yeah. Or just somebody give us tickets. Lori Beachman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, take it to the Lori Beachman. Don't tell Mama. Hey, I I maybe would pay. I mean, don't tell Mama is up there. It's certainly no Cafe Carlisle. Um, But yeah, just good luck. I mean, if you can afford it, fucking get in there. Because I can only assume she's giving exceptional cabaret. Yeah, I can't wait to see aside from that because we can't whatever she does after this yes speaking of kinky boots i watched dancing with the stars i do not um and michael sam most well footballer as being a gay football player a footballer is like something english people call a soccer player player. (laughs) um american football player michael sam spoiler alert was kicked off this week it's based on last week's performance which stinks because he did really well this week but he they always do like a pre pre pre-dance they'll like play their package of the week that's like rehearsal Mm. footage and and whatever 
And this week's theme was my like most important year or something. And last year was his because he came mm. out. And also he, in the beginning of the year before he came out, he got reacquainted with his father who had left their family when wow. he was little. And then when he came out, his father made like these terrible remarks to the <gasps> really? New York Times. I yeah. And he called his father and was like, his older brother, I think, had been killed when he was younger. So he was like, you lost a second son today. Wow. So he's like, so I'm dancing to this song tonight. I'm not my father's son. And I was just like, (gasps) what? And I got so excited. And I was like, I don't know, in my head, just because of the way mainstream television works, I was like, it can't be, it must be a different song. Mm. And I went on Twitter while this was happening before it was, I could, should have just waited for the song <laughs> to start. <laughs> but I was like, did Billy Porter tweet about this? And he did. And then the song started oh. and I was like, it is from Kinky oh, Boots. So and it was a beautiful dance. And sucks that he was kicked off, but such is the way of Dancing with the yeah. Stars. And um, it was great that that moment got to be on TV, though. Hell yeah. He that said was probably that he, really cathartic for him. Well, yeah. And already is like opening doors by being an out athlete mm-hmm. professionally. And because there are out athletes, but most of them come out once their careers are right, done. Right. And hopefully he gets to, he gets on a team because right now he's a free agent. So hopefully for next season, he'll be on a team. Cool. Um, Sports. I but, don't really Well, it's just because that that's works. important for. Right now, what does that mean? He's a free agent. He's just like not on he a d- team. Yeah, he doesn't have a team. So he's but just he's like still like teams. I am interested in playing football for one of you. Right. Um, sign me. Thank you. But right now he's just like, you know, did Dinosaur with the Stars, but is like kind of sitting at home twiddling. Yeah, his well, thumbs. there also was like uh we're talking about sports so much on this episode. Oh, sports. He also there was like um like a tryout essentially huh. where they um and that was one of the reasons he had a hard week the week mm. before, because while he was learning this dance he was also training for this tryout thing whoa um so you just go and you do all your skills and they like then all the teams have the results of that and they can look at that and be like do you fit in anywhere Uh, on our team is Derek huff still on he's still on and he's still doing the spring spectacular wow yep wow yep i know it's crazy but that's your dancing with the stars report (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up on the YouTube and I'm gonna watch, yeah, watch it because the it dance. sounds it's gorgeous. It's really beautiful. It's Wonderful. really beautiful. So this Thursday is Seth Sykes' show yes. at Fifty Four Below. Seth Sykes still sings Judy Garland. Yeah, Seth Sykes is still singing is, Judy Garland. Excuse me. Yeah, that's okay. I'm really excited. <laughs> so we're gonna go see that. Yeah. Let us know if you're gonna be there. Come say hi if you see us there. Yeah, and on that same day which is the 16th, we'll be releasing our interview with Leslie Margarita. Yes. Which is going to be great. You're going to love listening to it. I'm just telling you. She's so great. She was wonderful. I was sitting on her beanbag. We were all, we were all on the floor. We were all on the floor. We were all sitting on the floor of her dressing room. room. Leslie was like lying down. Her dressing room is fucking gorgeous. I was sitting in a beanbag. It was wonderful. It was a dream come true. We talk about a lot of important things. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, it was wonderful. Plus puppets. Yeah. (laughs) And wigs. Oh, obviously. You can't talk to Leslie Margarita without talking about about wigs. wigs. It's true. So true. Our last item of business today is that Fun Home is getting a Broadway recording. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. It's going to be repackaged plus new New songs. But it's great. And new songs. It's important. I'm so happy for Emily that she gets to record the songs. It's really exciting for her. It's really exciting because as much as I love that there's a Scottsboro Boys recording Mm. and I love Brandon Victor Dixon, I really want Joshua Henry. I want a Joshua Henry recording as well. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. So yeah, record it's everything. <laughs> Music producers, yeah. I'm really excited about that fun home recording. I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Everything about fun home is wonderful. I want to see it 100 times. 100. 100. Because it's going to run for like 50 years. So I think it's going to run for a long time. Oh my god, don't jinx it. I mean, I don't think it's not going to be like Phantom. Oh my god, you're jinxing everything. Stop talking. You're making me nervous. Okay, Macbeth. Oh god. <laughs> Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update! Carolee Carmelo is gorgeous. <laughs> also, we're seeing Finding Neverland today! Woo, woo, woo. Just in a few minutes, we're going to hop into the city and we're going to go see Finding Neverland. Yeah. And I am extremely excited to we're see it. Hop into the city just like Hugh Jackman. <laughs>
What? Hop, hop, hop. Oh, right. <laughs> wow, I'm so confused. <laughs> um, I can't wait. I'm really excited. I'm really excited we to see it. We calculated it. It was about five months ago that we saw yeah. the um, Cambridge production. The Cambridge production. So I can't wait. So curious to see it. I haven't watched the. I haven't rewatched the movie because I decided mm. last time that's what did me in a little bit. Right. Because I had it so fresh in my mind, right. and now I know what to expect going yes, into this. Just accept the fact so, that it's a romance. Bunk. Well, and that it's a family musical, mm. and I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm very excited to see it. Yeah, I. What this is really small, okay, and, and it doesn't really mean anything. But I was looking at pictures of J.M. Barry, and I don't understand why a Johnny Depp had no facial hair, and why. Um, jo- um, Jeremy Jordan and Matthew Morrison both have full beards because J.M. Barry only ever had in any of the photos that I saw of him oh. like a crazy big mustache. What? And I'm like, why don't any of them have crazy oh big mustaches? Oh my God. This is offensive. Listen. Historical inaccuracies. This is unacceptable. Need, Every, they need to have a big crazy mustache. I know. Give them a bit. Give Matt Morrison a big crazy mustache. I know. Oh my god, I'm so offended. And I don't know. I'm so disappointed now because I love a big crazy mustache. And hello, we give an award for mustaches. Like Finding Neverland is just really missing out. Yeah. Oh. I know. Oh, I know. you ruined like, the show for me. What a simple thing <laughs> to get historically correct. But obviously they're not doing it because, you know, they want charming, beautiful Matt Morrison with his clean, pretty boy face. Wait, he has has a beard? beard. That's weird. I don't get it. And so did Jeremy Jordan. I don't understand you guys. Like, I guess clean shaven, I understand. Johnny Depp, like with his like beautiful face. But Matt Morrison got a beautiful face. Well, no, I know. So I'm saying that would make more sense to me. Mm. I don't know. I demand a mustache. I demand a mustache. Unless, unless. I didn't like extensively look into right. it. If anyone can tell me that I'm wrong, and for some reason during the period of <laughs> he writing it off. Peter Pan, he had a full beard, but that wasn't really in the style. I'm sorry. So, I don't know. Add a mustache or I hate <laughs> your show. I'm in support of mustaches, <laughs> which is strange because I'm a lesbian and well, facial you hair like grosses how funny me they out. Look. They do look very funny. They look bizarre and strange, and it's I don't understand how you eat, and then there's hair on your lips. Like why? Like kissing sounds really terrible. It's anyway. not. It okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, it wasn't as weird as I thought it was going to be. The first time I kissed someone with a beard. Really? Yeah. Seems. Bizarre. It wasn't like long, and it wasn't like a long mustache. That's what when I lips. see guys where they have like their facial hair is like going that over is their like, yeah, lips. That I don't. I'm like I don't understand your life. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it sounds like it would be uncomfortable, mm. ticklish. I've never scratchy. also just kissed someone with just a mustache, so I don't know. I've never kissed anyone with facial hair. Mm. Sounds horrible. Now it's time for the Laura Benanti tweet, tweet of, of the week. week. Laura Benanti tweeted on April 8th at 3.44 p.m. Today I made a resolution to stop complaining. Ugh, it is so annoying. <laughs> I fucking love you, Laura Benanti. She's great. It's hard not to complain. Yo, struggle is real. I thought I was like really clever when I was younger and people would be like, stop complaining. You're always complaining. I'd be like, well, you're complaining about me complaining. Boom. <laughs> right? I just That's won funny. that argument. Did you complain a lot? Uh, I don't remember Did being people bother you about complaining a lot often? I don't think so. Like, I don't remember it being a thing where I really apparently was a complainer. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just remember thinking I was real clever coming up with That's that funny. line. It might have only said it once, but you probably, like my memory was like, I'm knowing so you, well, yes. <laughs> but knowing really you, you probably didn't really complain or you didn't think you were complaining, but you were probably like doing your square thing where you were like, guys, you can't jump over that fence. We have probably. to walk around and use the gate. And everyone was like, shut up <laughs> stop complaining about us breaking these rules and you were like everyone stop breaking all those rules <laughs> probably you have to wait in line to sharpen your pencil yeah well <laughs> what are they doing cutting in line that's not okay <laughs> it's just chaos it's just chaos at the pencil shop no it was probably like three best friends <laughs> and they were in a cluster in front of you and then they were taking turns all three of them while continuing their conversation and you were like <sighs> You all should have been, this is a single file line. Yeah. I mean, certainly before I got to high school, I'm sure I was very much 
like... Did you ever run for, like, class president or anything? No. Huh. That seems up your alley. They didn't do anything, really. I mean, especially in... I When I would have done it, probably would have been, like, junior high. Because mm. high school, I had other things going on. Mm. Um, but I really don't know that the student council did anything at St. James. <sighs> like, Well, did they ever do anything? Well, I know. But even more so... I. I remember I remember elections happening and I remember my friend Larry ran and won. Um, I think I helped him with his campaign oh. when he was in seventh grade and I was in eighth grade. It was like for not the that next you're year. like you're much calmer than this, but I do you do have the Tracy, Tracy Flick, Flick vibe. Especially I think I was very Tracy Flicky in junior high. I fucking love that movie. Make that into a musical. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Still with Carrie Butler. Oh yeah. Like right. Like I would. I don't fucking care. I'll. I would see that belief. that with Carrie Butler. Hey, whatever. Four years ago, she was playing an eighteen year old. She can still play eighteen. How was that eighteen year old a nurse? All right. I think we talked about this <laughs> when we did the catch me if you can um, <laughs> review. I'm not sure, but I still don't understand how nursing worked. I guess in the sixties. She was probably like in nursing school yeah, and part of her like nursing a, schooling, yeah, it was like a few nights a week she had to go yeah. and like, Work. you know, like a residency do or like, yeah. st- like stocking and be like, run and give me one more gauze. She wasn't like a candy striper. Maybe she was in the movie and in the show they just made her a nurse. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Right. It was Amy Adams in the movie. Wonderful. Yeah. I love Carrie Butler. <laughs> I, lo- I like listened to Fly Fly Away Ugh. on repeat for like 45 minutes the other day because it's just so fucking just good. Her voice is so fucking good. Than that. It's so incredible. Oh, I want every single actress that I love to sing that song. Yeah. Because it's so good. Carrie Butler's voice. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater. theater.